You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you can get podcasts. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Derek This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Pizza Friday edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante. Davey Garcia took the mound on Thursday for the Yankees and got somewhat rocked, somewhat not rocked. The people who followed him were much worse. We are going to talk about that. Uh, a couple of relievers, though, have caught our eye in recent days and are trending towards making the team or at least making noise. We'll take you through them. And what is going on with the Yankees bench and why does it feel like Derek Dietrich and Jay Bruce are both gaining momentum? Folks, make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question. We will be more than happy to answer it. Thomas Carinante. Happy Friday. Welcome back to the pod. Uh, the Yankees, since we last spoke, are 1-0. and Remember the 15-0 loss, not a real game, doesn't count. How are your vibes at on this beautiful pizza Friday? I'm feeling good. Uh, but first and foremost, before we get into things, uh, we got to yes. give a shout out to our guy, Aaron Boone. Uh, he underwent a procedure to insert a pacemaker. Uh, sadly, he's been dealing with a heart issue since college, which was news to you and I, right? We didn't know really much about this at all. I didn't know about his surgery in 2009, yeah. too, which is that he was a young man. I mean, that's like Aaron Boone during his playing days. Yeah. So he's that, only... that's a serious that's a serious thing. And so this. I mean, floored me, obviously, uh, you know, I wasn't this wasn't a consideration for me, but like like you are, I'm sure we're both glad that this, you know, it certainly is not minor. We're not going to treat this no. minor. Boone can take as much time off as he needs and he should. He wants to get back in the locker room tomorrow and that's fine. And I'm glad he feels that way, but he should he should prepare uh, and rest as much as possible. 
because as as well as the procedure went and every report you're hearing is wow he's he's up and at him and and it was a complete success that doesn't mean that this was simple and that doesn't mean that there aren't repercussions if he comes back too early so that's not what we want of course the guy's only 47 years old and you hear about his first surgery which happened what 11 years ago frightening stuff he did he got the surgery in 2009 he got it in march and he returned back in september to play so guy's a warrior uh his statement actually calmed a lot of our nerves we saw the news from the yankees and we're like oh my god what's going on and then he released a statement of his own very comforting he was confident in everything scary symptoms though uh lightheadedness low energy shortness of breath he was experiencing over the last two months and then uh went to the doctor they decided this was the best uh course of action uh just sending all the good vibes his way hopefully he's okay all the best to his family um and hopefully he can get back on the field, start doing his uh, regular daily routine as uh, as he's been doing for the last few years now. Um, but glad that it went well. He was out of surgery and the reports were good. So we will take it positive vibes to you, Booney. And before we get into things, we also have to remind you guys that support for Yanks Go Yard is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels, they obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped, believe it or not, is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Let's get that to 3 million. I think we could all afford to groom ourselves a little bit. If you <laughs> Let's get another million. Let's get another million. It's really not, not that hard. Every if you're a, typically if you're a guy, you have balls. You, you can most of you can grow hair down there. Um it can't hurt you to figure it out and, you know, sculpt something to not make it look like an absolute jungle. But hey, Manscaped hooked me up with a bunch of tools and formulations from their perfect package 3.0 kit. Um, and they created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the lawnmower 3.0. On top of that, they included a couple of gifts in there. Uh, you got to love it. Nice guys uh, at Manscaped hooking us up with um, high-performance boxer briefs that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day, and, of course, a travel bag so you can bring it wherever. doesn't matter where you're going. Manscaped is with you at all times. So if you're interested, please head on over to manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Again, that is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code FANSIDED20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. They certainly will, and we are thankful that a couple of Yankees have exceeded our expectations early in camp. Um, we don't know how many bullpen spots are available. We don't profess to be uh, bullpen geniuses, but it does feel like you know the, the top five of the back end are locked down, uh, presuming everyone is healthy. Darren O'Day and Justin Wilson joining Chad Green, who once again gave us that scare on Wednesday, uh, Aroldis Chapman and Zach Britton. But that leaves probably three names uh, people who are going to have to, uh, you know, step up and, and make an appearance. Jonathan Lewisaga has appeared a little bit so far. Luis Sessa is probably also a lock for this team, despite those of you who might not want him. Uh, Nick Nelson. I mean, that's a guy that you have to be impressed with so far, especially because it seems like he has developed a new pitch. We talked a little bit the other day about how Nelson has garnered love from around the league and not just within the Yankees locker room, which is a good sign when all the positive things you're hearing come from one source, they may be slightly biased. Um, but let's give a shout out to two guys who, uh, you know, one I do not think will make the team, but certainly seems like a great stash at AAA. And like many have said, the most important roster spot this year for many teams with so many arms on such limited pitch counts last year is going to be that last spot in the bullpen. It's going to have to be a rotating group of guys. You're probably not going to see someone 
you know, with utmost stability there all year. It's all going to be about who has the most options and who can float back and forth. So uh, I have personally loved watching Lucas Lutke work, and I know you have too. Um, minor league deal, 33-year-old, uh, hasn't pitched in the big league since 2015, but is a nasty lefty with a bender who struck out five in two innings, uh, came in again, in the, and he was the only guy who could pitch in Clearwater on Thursday in a day in which no Yankee really showed that they had any sort of stuff at all. Luckily, there's an, I don't believe there's an option discussion here. I think they can stash Lukey in AAA, but what an arm. I agree. Uh, I, I don't want to. I think he's a great stash option, but at the same time, I don't think it's exactly a surprise that they they got him under contract so early in the offseason. This was one of the first um, Yankees dealings uh, when after the season ended. Um, and like you said, he hasn't pitched since 2015, but you see him this. He's a lefty. So we're, we're forgetting how valuable that is for the Yankees at this point. They're going to need another lefty in the pen. And if we're being honest with everybody here, um, Albert Abreu does not have a guaranteed roster spot. Domingo Herman does not have a guaranteed roster spot. By no means. Um, I think Michael King is not guaranteed a roster spot. You got Brooks Krisky. I don't think that's that's at all guaranteed either. Um, and there's going to be a big need for I, lefties outside of Britain and Chapman, obviously, in the bullpen. Uh, I know we got Justin Wilson, but it's it's the Yankees love to play matchups. And this is something that fans should keep an eye on. Granted, Lukey has not been facing the uh, the best of competition this spring, but having not pitched in the big since 2015 and showing off that that change up in that curveball, he's looked damn good. And it's really all you can ask for when you're looking for uh, some sort of reinforcements or pitching depth to have, whether it's on the roster or whether he's stashing AAA. I think it's a good sign all around, but I think if the if he keeps performing for the next month, I wouldn't rule out him making the roster if they prefer to prefer to have lefties on opening day. Uh, call me crazy, but I don't know how you shun a guy who manages to look good after this long of a layoff and getting him under contract that early in the offseason uh, after what what he could potentially do. So um, I think another guy we got to talk about, our boy, Adam Warren. Look at yeah, him. is Adam Warren going to make the team? I is Adam Warren going to make the freaking team? Yeah, I, I think, think he might. might. I I honestly I think everybody forgot about how uh, you know comfortable Adam Warren is in the pinstripes. How just you know that Adam Warren should not be pitching the seventh or eighth inning of a one run one run game. But you 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 just feel at ease with Warren on the mound more often than not. He's going to induce soft contact. He's not going to blow you away. But he's come out this this spring the polar opposite of Tommy Canely, but wearing mm. Canely's number forty eight. Yeah, uh, it is hilarious that they went from like a legit crazy person wearing forty eight the back end of the bullpen to Adam Warren, just the most stable man on the mound. Warren's <laughs> career numbers, if you look at them, he he either puts up a low three ERA or a high twos every time he's in pinstripes. Then he goes somewhere else and immediately gets jacked up for a five point five or a six, like. Was terrible in San Diego, terrible in Chicago, and the Cubs dealt him immediately back to the Yankees in the middle of 2016 in the Glaber Torres trade. Uh, I, that what a weird year where he went for Starlin Castro, uh, came back in the Aroldis uh, Torres deal. Uh, Yankees can't get rid of him for long, and they signed him in the middle of his Tommy John rehab for this moment. And I think we all discounted his ability to help the team. Then immediately coming out in spring training, looking exactly the same as ever, uh, getting check swings on that curveball low and in. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the stuff isn't, it's not mind bending and it never was and it never will be, it never has been, but he gets outs 
And he's facing, he's been one of the first guys out of the bullpen. He's not necessarily facing the, the scrubs at the back end. And he, he's, he's simply getting out so far. And, and if this continues, it's sort of hard to imagine them not finding a way to put him on the roster. I know. And you, you like the familiarity. You like the stability, like you said, with the Yankees. Uh, it might be a bad comparison, but it's like Nick Foles and the Eagles. Nick Foles only works with the Eagles. He doesn't work anywhere else. We've seen it. We've seen it in, in, in two different versions. Adam Warren clearly doesn't work anywhere else. I don't know why. It's very bizarre. Um, and his last year uh, in 2019, he didn't have a great he didn't have a good year at all. But that was the year, that was the year he obviously got injured and had to undergo Tommy John. Um, now he's back. Uh, he spent that one year with the Padres uh, also. But um, like we said, there's a lot of roster spots that are not guaranteed. And if the Yankees, the Yankees know the urgency heading into 2021 and the importance for veteran leadership, guys who are kind of cool, calm and collected in high leverage situations. Warren has plenty of experience in, in those roles. He's been a full time pitcher uh, in the bullpen since 2013. Uh, he debuted in 2012, but he didn't really start contributing much of anything until the next year. Um, and I think it's, I certainly don't rule this out as a possibility. I think obviously there's way more of a chance that he makes the opening day roster uh, than Lutke um, for, you know, a multitude of reasons. One being the fact that he's, he was a Yankee for however many, seven years before this. Um, and he has that big game experience and he has pitched way more recently than Lutke has. Uh, but it's a it's 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 a feel good story if it happens and I and I'm loving it. I'd rather replace not that I want to kick one of these young guys out, but I'd much rather have an older guy with experience with the veteran leadership that can further help the bullpen because we saw what happened last year when we got some injuries and then they didn't trust out of Eno. You lose two guys like that and it, it things start to thin out and then you don't really know where you're going. So depth is going to be important both. You know, we're always talking about the starting rotation. Depth's going to be just as important in the bullpen, I think. What an insane Yankees tenure for Warren. And I'm including like the entirety of it has one tenure, but unceremoniously dumped in the middle of 2018 for international signing bonus money, mm -hmm. like out of nowhere, just kind of like the Yankees were like, eh, our sixth or seventh man in the bullpen. Yeah, he's okay. But we and he was having a good like year. A dollars. He was having a good year. Yeah, it kind of felt like. Uh, you know, it felt disrespectful at the time. And then, of course, he got hurt, had surgery, and they signed him right back and allowed him to rehab on the Yankees' dime, which is you know, extremely respectful. Um, he was a starter at some point. He was, like, one of our most stable starters in 2015. I specifically remember he sort of dominated the Astros on a night, uh, which I believe was the Knicks drafting Chris Epps Porzingis. I have, like, a very strong memory of checking my phone during the Porzingis draft to see Warren just going like six innings, one run, three Ks against the Astros. Um, he, he really is a Swiss army knife. And he felt like the Ramiro Mendoza that they've tried to make Luis Sessa into. He felt like that for, you know, at least a two and a half, three year period. Um, I'm happy to have him back. I just didn't think about him. And then here he is uh, getting early calls out of the bullpen when we haven't seen the real guys yet. Right. We haven't seen any of the top five. Mm -hmm. Justin Wilson was a late arriver to spring training uh, for numerous reasons, uh, Texas based uh, weather and all that craziness. Uh, I haven't, I actually haven't even physically seen Justin Wilson yet. I assume he's at camp. I haven't seen Darren O'Day since like the first day of camp, but those two dudes, Chapman, Britton Green, none of them have been on a travel roster so far. We bemoaned Green's uh, late removal from a travel roster on uh, earlier this week. Um, I don't really, I don't know what all that was about. Uh, F me if to even try to figure out why any of that happened. But 
uh, you know, Chapman threw another bullpen on Friday morning. Those guys are coming along. But as of now, Warren's somehow like the most established bullpen guy we've seen yeah. repeatedly, him and Nick Nelson. And we've got a great look at him and he, he looks like the old Warren. So uh, don't rule it out is all we're saying. We love Lucas Lukey, but I would say Warren is definitely a safer bet to be in the roster mix when the end of the spring arrives. Uh, we are going to take a quick break, the quickest of breaks. Trust us, it's not going to take long. When we come back, we are going to talk about Davey Garcia, what we saw on Thursday, what we liked, what we didn't, and uh, why is the bench getting weird, and is this is the bell tolling for Tyler Wade. Finally, stick around. We're going to be right back. Welcome back to the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Davey Garcia Thursday's game, the final score and the final line was absolutely hideous. 15-0 loss. The Yankees didn't do anything on offense. It doesn't matter. Uh, the lineup was bad. The Yankees didn't do anything on the mound. Astro Wojciechowski, very bad. Probably won't make it to the uh, to Monday uh, with a roster spot. I would say he's now in your first round of cuts. Just doesn't cut it. Not a, we, you know, we, we talked briefly about how Astro Wojciechowski shut down the Red Sox and occasionally looked competent as an Oriole. It looks pretty incompetent now. I don't I don't think at Progressive you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. Ted, wake up. Huh? You look exactly like me. I am you, Ted, from the future. You need to call Progressive. What? Why? Well, they have 24-7 protection when you bundle your home and auto. And my teleportation cube just smashed into your car. Wait, you crashed into my car? Technically, it's our car. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. There's anything there, and I, I don't think we're going to be seeing him much longer. More depressingly, Albert Abreu also yeah. looked terrible in this game, and I'm not a fan. I, I We've pretended, you know, he was throwing 100 the other day, and so we pretended to sort of be like, all right, give it to me. What do you got? Uh, threw, like a, threw a fastball as much. You cannot put a fastball on more of a silver platter to Alec Baum on a 3-1 pitch with two outs in that inning gave up. I mean, just look at that. Everybody go look at that pitch. It's the worst pitch you'll ever see. Hmm. Uh, so the game got out of hand real fast, but beforehand, Davey Garcia, two innings, nine swings and misses a lot to like, um, still weirdly deceptive and watching him is just mind bending. Cause you're sometimes like, wait, 94 on the fastball. Now, wasn't it just 90? Wasn't it just mm -hmm. 89? And why is he getting a swing and miss on both of those velocities looked really good. But then again, did give up two homers. Uh, in a very short amount of time, almost got the third out of the first before Scott King retook him deep. And then Odubel Herrera, who shouldn't even be in camp, launched one on a mistake in the second inning. What did you see from Davey and how comfortable are you with where he is right now? I'm honestly fine with how he's projecting. Pitchers are going to have their problems, especially young ones. If he's got, if he has a little bit of a home run issue, I don't see that as the end of the world. I love the swing and miss. Um, and sue me if you disagree with this, but he gives me Tanaka vibes. Why? Don't disagree. Eh, I think that, look, we sat here all offseason and we believe that the reason for the Yankees not bringing back Masahiro Tanaka was strictly a luxury tax issue. And that could be right. I, I, I wouldn't you wouldn't be wrong by saying that. But also you look at a guy like Garcia, who's very much competing for the number five spot who has projectability in this rotation as the years go by as a future potential cornerstone middle middle of the rotation type of dude. And the Yankees probably looked at it and they're like, we don't really have to pay Tanaka all this money. And we have a guy like Garcia who's very similar. How are they similar? Look, I know these Tanaka's uh, sample size is much larger. Garcia's is very small, but you look at these and you can't help but wonder, are these guys super similar? They don't have 
an overwhelming fastball. They never have, but they had deceptive fastballs. They both had rising fastballs and were able to look and are able Tanaka was able to locate his well until he ran into some trouble. And Garcia has shown flashes of locating it very well, going up and in on hitters or targeting up in the zone um, and beating them to the beating them to the spot. Uh, and then you look at these stats, Tanaka's barrel percentage uh, versus Garcia's barrel, barrel percentage, 25, 25th percentile and 20th percentile, not very good. So they ha- Tanaka has always had that problem with giving up the home runs and giving up, uh, I guess, hard contact to an extent. Garcia had that issue, I guess, in his first, uh, he had six starts last year and then that playoff outing, which then leads me into home runs per nine innings. Tanaka 1.4, Garcia 1.6. Strikeouts per nine innings. Tanaka 8.5, Garcia 8.7. Tanaka fastball velocity, uh, 37th percentile. Garcia's fastball velocity, 34th percentile. Tanaka fastball spin, 35th percentile. Garcia's fastball spin, 30th percentile. So there are a lot of similarities here, and I love the projectability. I'm not worried about the home run issues. They're going to sort themselves out. Or if that's what we have to deal with, that's what we have to deal with. Some pitchers are like that. You have boom and bust where they're swinging. Look at Garrett Cole last year, swinging Miss Master. And then Adam Eaton finds the barrel. G-Man Choi finds the barrel. It's just, it's, it's stuff that's going to happen. Not worried about it at all. But I, I like this comparison and I'm certainly not down on it whatsoever. I like how at ease he always is on the mound. Yep. Like, and obviously the curveball is elite. That that'll play. Yep. And and when when Garcia will find the corners again, he will. I mean, the two two pitch that uh, Kingry hit out was a changeup that ended up finding the barrel by accident. But mm-hmm. Kingry also put a great swing on it. You know, put pulled his hands in like Rowdy Telez in that first game against Michael King. Although this was a better pitch, Garcia's got a lot of offerings, and he is a Tanaka style guy old guy. Right, it, it's feel for the game. But I do like when he allows a home run. He's not knocked down. That's why I wish he was allowed to pitch the second inning against Tampa in game two, because just because he gave him a home run in the first inning does not mean that he is not going to find his footing. Nothing about the first inning other than that bomb made me think, all right, he's not ready for the playoff stage. I don't want to relitigate all this, but yeah, I, I mean, everything about him is based on just sort of like, look at this uh, curiosity go. When you see, you know, when he strides to the mound, you don't expect what you get ultimately. There's a bag of tricks and he's sort of comfortable and confident with every pitch. Look at the way he bounced back uh, to own another game after getting his brains beaten in by the Red Sox at the end of last year. He, he basically just, you know, came out against the playoff team in Miami and said, here's my stuff. Hit it. You probably won't. I'll dominate this game, too. He dominated the Blue Jays. When he dominates a game, it really does feel like there's like he's on from the first pitch. He's locked in. And you're always like, this guy's got it. This guy knows exactly what he's doing. It doesn't matter if he makes, you know, if he makes one mistake, he'll be right back after it. Love the kid. The home run ball does not worry me. Uh, certainly among the least of my concerns right now, which is crazy because last summer, I, I didn't think he had, you know, it looked like he wasn't a big league ready pitcher. It looked like he wasn't com- comfortable and confident in any of his offerings. Mm-hmm. Uh, really sloppy summer camp outing against the Phillies. Didn't look like a guy who knew his game plan came back like a month and a half later and looked like a completely different pitcher and has every time I've seen him ever since. So not worried. Let's talk a little bit about the Yankees bench. Who the hell are they going to carry? Is this going to be a four man bench? Is everything decided? Because I tell you what, it is starting to seem, you know, we've talked about the Mike Talkman trades ad nauseum and about how people are saying him and Gardner together are redundant. In every one of those conversations, we have given Kyle Higashioka a spot, obviously, and he will get one. He he will be on the team uh, pending insanity, pending an injury, pending Robinson Chirinos. But there will be a backup catcher on the Yankees bench. If it's a four-man bench, everyone is always given a spot to Tyler Wade. 
are we sure we should be doing that? Are we sure we should be accepting a 170 hitter on the bench just for the fact that he can play shortstop? Because I tell you what, Jay Bruce and Derek Dietrich are both getting the primetime runs with this starting lineup. Bruce hit, uh, went two for two with a double the other day off the wall and started at first base, proving that they're looking to see if he can take that Mike Ford spot. Mike Talkman himself admitted the other day, I played first in college, but the Yankees haven't even approached me about doing it. That's telling. That's telling on yourself if you're saying, I can do it, but no one's asked me to, and they're asking Jay Bruce to do it. That means something to me. And then Dietrich Homers, obviously, and you, you start to see uh, Gio Urshela play a little bit of shortstop on Thursday in the shift. Um, Tyler Wade has been in the B team all along. He has not gotten a start with the big boys. What's going on? What, what is happening? Can I? Is this a dream? Am I living a dream? Am I just deluding myself? Or are they really looking at Dietrich and Bruce here? I, I don't know. I really don't know. It, it's it's gonna it's create it's certainly creating a lot of controversy and question marks among people who are following the Yankees closely. Look, Dietrich one for three with a two run bomb and got his patented hit by pitch in his two games. Slammed in the back with a fastball. Yeah. Yeah. Jay Bruce three for four with a double uh, and played some first pace. So and then you look at Dietrich who could play first, second, third. Uh, and corner outfield right, spots left, if yeah. yeah if need be and then yeah Bruce if he's showing flexibility at first and the corner outfield spots then and and lefty lefty bat that actually produces for both of these guys then I don't know you know you look at the the 09 World Series team and it was just full of veterans full of guys who could deliver in clutch spots full of guys who could who could just answer whenever they were called upon uh, and. If, like you said, G if Geo can fill in at short, I, I don't, I, I, I can't picture it. I don't know why I can't. I don't know why the Yankees would do that or risk it. But if that's an option that they think is suitable, Geo can fill in at short when Glaber needs a day off, or God forbid, Glaber gets hurt or something happens. And then you have flexibility all over the infield. Dietrich can play third, LeMahieu can play third. Dietrich can play second. LeMayhew can play second. They can both play first. Jay Bruce can play first. Someone can get a rest in the outfield. Jay Bruce can play the outfield. Dietrich can play the outfield. The, the possibilities are even more endless with this lineup flexibility for Aaron Boone. And he won't have to, I guess, I don't know if worry is the right, right word, but this lineup from top to bottom is, is money. So I don't think that, it's really a detriment for them. If Tyler Wade is batting in the nine hole and is hitting 170, it just isn't what you'd like to have production out of the nine spot, but we're talking to spoiled Yankee fans who uh, we just did. We projected the lineup the other day and what geo was batting ninth. It's insane. When you look at the, when you look at the, the, the nine position players. Um, but I think that at the very least, they they brought these guys in for a reason to create some conversation or to put pressure on Tyler Wade to see if he could deliver. Wade's only one for five uh, so far, um, though the one hit was an extra base hit. Um, but I think he's going to have to do more than that, especially because these guys, Dietrich talked about how Dietrich and Bruce both both talked about how they would love to be a Yankee and how much and how it would be great to be on a championship caliber squad because they haven't really been in recent years or ever for that matter. Um, and if you can increase the flexibility on the defensive end without sacrificing um, any uh, anything on the offensive end, then I think that that's something the Yankees will consider. 
I don't know what they're considering just to, just to put that out there, but they carry a four man. Do we think that they're both going to make the roster? Is that what we're saying here? That- I don't think that, yeah. I, and especially not on a four-man bench. But like, I think it I just, would be Dietrich, I probably. I think it would be Dietrich, probably. I think it's crazy that we were just, I mean, what, it's like a month ago when we were like, when's Urshela going to come back? How much time is he going to miss? How's his arm? And now, like, day two of Urshela coming back to spring training, we're like, can he play short? He can play short, right? <laughs> like, position change? Like, he, not only is he healthy, but we're now, like, extrapolating on a new position. The thing with Dietrich is... The Yankees have talked. I mean, Dietrich let the cat out of the bag the other day when he said the Yankees and I have have had conversations in in past years like this isn't a one offseason fling. This isn't an accident. This isn't somebody falling in their lap. This is someone they've pursued for a while who they now have a chance at. I don't foresee them passing up on this chance and just letting him go for nothing as long as he produces. I think they'll find a way to get him onto the roster. Um he is Nick Swisher light. Like he really does feel like the kind of guy who sits in the 23, 24, 25 spot on championship teams produces when called upon and galvanizes the rest of the roster. He is loud. He is outspoken. He looks like he smells like a Jersey nightclub. I don't know. I don't know what he smells like. I've never been around him personally, but like there's just the, the vibe is you can, you can feel the Dietrich chain becoming a thing. You can feel people wearing Dietrich chain shirts to playoff games. Yeah, like Staten Island's going to be showing out the Yankee stadium a lot this year. As if they weren't already, <laughs> as if they weren't already going to, they were uh, the number one non-vaccinated capital of New York too. Like they, they already got their opening day tickets. Trust me. Um, but something about, I mean, not only does Dietrich have that vibe though, but he has lefty power and versatility and he's been pursued by the Yankees in years past. So if you can only pick one to make the team, it's it seems very obviously that it is Dietrich, but god damn. I mean, five-man bench with both of them, mm-hmm. Wade, Higgy, and Gardner is ideal for me, but four-man bench, I really do feel like you're going to see one of these guys in the team, and you're going to see Talkman and Abreu offloaded together, um, and that's not a problem for me. I, I, I do think it's short-sighted to cut bait with Talkman. I would rather, if it were up to me, a five-man bench with Dietrich and Talkman, and let Bruce probably go somewhere else. But it's not up to me, and, and I prefer, I do ultimately prefer feet to the fire Dietrich over Talkman for that final spot. I don't know if you agree. Yeah, I probably would. Um, think about it. If there's if there's a playoff at bat, or not even a playoff at bat, if there's an at bat down the stretch where you need to get to a team's bullpen and it's the eighth inning and you need either a hit or you got a runner in scoring position, who would you rather have up, Dietrich or Talkman? I'll leave that up to the listeners. Uh, just yeah. food for thought. Hey, listeners, uh, drop us a mailbag question. Yeah. Leave us your opinion. Give us a review. Come find us online uh, with your five-star review. Who would you rather see on the, as the last man on the bench, Derek Dietrich or Mike Talkman? Uh, and you can say dump Tyler Wade. We'll, we'll accept that as an answer, too. That is it for this Friday edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. More Yankees under our belt this weekend. We are excited. Spring games have not gotten old yet, especially because the last couple have not been televised, including Corey Kluber dominating. Uh, That would have been nice to see. We didn't get a chance to see that, uh, but our fingers are crossed that the good baseball and the good vibes continue. I'm Adam Weinrib. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you do get your podcasts. We are the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Thomas Carinante, say goodbye to the folks. 
Uh, everyone, you can find me on Twitter at Tommy's underscore takes. You can also talk to us on Twitter at the official Yanks Go Yard Twitter account at Yanks Go Yard FS. Please head on over to YanksGoYard.com. We got plenty of talking points uh, for the rest of the week and for the rest of spring training. We're having a good time. But most importantly, folks, please enjoy the pizza Friday. Head into the weekend with good vibes and watch some Yankees baseball kick back. And until then, we'll see you on Monday, baby. See you, everybody. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.